N-antiodromia. This antiquated Jungian term refers to the tendency of things to suddenly switch to their opposite state, from light to dark, good to evil, from extroversion to introversion. And so, in the spirit of the opposites, how might we find hope amidst the fear that currently grips our world? Could our sudden confinement allow for new opportunities? How might we use this time alone to actually improve our lives? Today, we interview Claire Johnson, licensed marriage and family therapist, who will discuss her focus on experiencing joy amidst the COVID-19 crisis, of afternoons of playing in the grass at home with her family, of building forts and baking cookies, her children reading actual books, and meditating. Claire also suggests methods of reaching out and making new connections, or how to reaffirm and strengthen old ones, especially in a time when everyone seems to be seeking additional support. My name is Benjamin Russick, licensed marriage and family therapist, and this is my podcast, Look, Just Tell Me What to Do. I am here with Claire Johnson. And so we initially met because you were looking for some feedback on addiction, and uh, then you tried to do an awful thing. You tried to pay me for my time, and I said, you may not give me any of your money. Instead, uh, now I'm just trying to buy just, you coffee all the time. Do me a favor. <laughs> owe me a favor. You know, like that. It was kind of like I pulled a Godfather move, yeah. I think. Um, Luckily, I made a friend. <laughs> yeah. You texted me a thing saying how this is kind of a beautiful time, or this is a good time, or there's a silver lining to this whole business. And I said, explain yourself. And so you sent me an email with an attachment that um, put me on the floor. Oh. And I'd like you to read it to okay. the world right now. All right. Yeah, so this was uh, written as a reflection after week one of therapy on coronavirus lockdown. I said, I've spent each session this week talking in depth about the medicine of the virus, what it has for each of us and for our collective culture. What if this were a sacred time, a time not just to go inside, but to go internal, to ask hard questions, to ponder what in our life needs to shift? What was pulling on you subtly that now cannot be ignored? Were you working too much? Running at a pace that was unsustainable? Avoiding disconnect in your marriage? Not seeing the people you say you love? No, I mean really seeing the people you love. I've taken time to explore this question individually with people. What is the emotional offering this time has for you? I've been amazed by our sudden existential awareness. Suddenly death, which we are terrified to talk about in our culture, feels closer. Although I'm unlikely to die from coronavirus, what is it I want to do before I go? What is it that is truly important to me? Try it on for a second. Luckily for me, not much would change drastically. I'd snuggle my family, tell everyone I love them, think about what I want to leave behind, and really taste my food. I'd just soak it in more. Personally, I love the slowness. At least right now at the end of week one. We'll see in a few weeks. I wrestled on the ground with my kids, made pillow forts, baked focaccia over FaceTime with a childhood friend, and enjoyed being alive so much more than I usually do. Each client I saw, I felt so grateful for. For every person. For the gift of getting to hear their story. For every dollar I got to make this week. I'm not taking that for granted especially for internet that worked. This is not a time for output. We have nothing to prove to anyone. The world wants nothing from us except to stay healthy. 
I looked outside my window yesterday, at the leaves on the trees beside my bedroom. I've embarrassingly never done this before. I've noticed the tree, but never really looked at its leaves. They were so green, at least four different shades. They looked so healthy. I felt immense gratitude. I've examined my relationships. I've been saying forever that I wanted to work less, be home with my family more, worry less about the small stuff. Here it is. I've taken an ax to my calendar after this is over. What was I waiting for? I love getting to see my clients in their childhood bedrooms, in their PJs, no makeup, just as they are. Isn't this how all of life should be? I love the story of my client who was dating intentionally, really wanted to find a partner, and now has scheduled Zoom dates, some that last four hours. He had one that lasted four hours the other day. (laughs) Couldn't believe it. On Saturday, they're watching a movie together over Zoom. This made my heart sing. Yes, yes, I thought. This is what we were waiting for. <laughs> oh my God. Goosebumps. Aww, Holy shit. Thanks. I'm going to package that up and put that all over the internet. Or at least I'm going to try to. <laughs> Congratulations on writing something so beautiful. Oh, thank I'm, I'm, you, ben. I'm a writer and I got to say that that shit is real. Thank you so much. Let's talk about that and then unpack that. So you've been seeing clients over the internet. I have too. How has that been for you? Yeah, it's it's so different. It has a different quality of flatness <laughs> mm-hmm. to it. But I love getting to peer into their worlds. Yeah. There's something really cool about people not getting dressed up to come to therapy, just like chilling out on their bed and yeah. getting to hang with them for an hour and really be in whatever space physically and emotionally they're in. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm kind of loving it for that. Are you noticing that they seem more relaxed and more at peace or are they more anxious with all what's going on? You know, some people are having some anxiety, Mm -hmm. um, but a lot of people are actually pretty calm. They're telling me how grateful they feel for their jobs or to be able to go home um, or be in their home and cook with their roommates and, you know, watch some shows and certain people kind of having group meetings online, checking in with their coworkers, getting to see their coworkers' families and kids, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which they've never seen before. Um, There's some other kind of closeness that's happening you know through this experience that i think is really interesting you're feeling better you say you're you're taking a breath your clients are taking a breath i've got a few clients who work in uh, wall street and they ain't taking a breath (laughs) 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 but um let's start with you personally you sent me a text saying you felt like the whole collective was taking a breath yeah i think we're slowing down for a second in a way that doesn't otherwise ever happen. You know, even during the holidays or vacations or trips, times we're running from thing to thing. This is a different kind of feeling, one that I often crave in my my life mm-hmm. um, and don't really know how to get access to. You know, the weekend doesn't really do it for me. Yeah. Even then I'm like running from event to event and work out to brunch to <laughs> next thing. Yeah. So there's something, I don't know, that just about being able to like be in your home, cook food, yeah. light a candle, listen to music, right? you know, that is feeling good. How about for you? Well, the great irony here that I stumbled on the other day was that we are a culture that is so extroverted that we don't have connection, which is the reason we're always running around and trying to get it and going to Mm. parties and going to yoga and going to the gym and doing this and doing that and running, 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 running and wear the right clothes and keep up with the Joneses and do all the things and drive the Teslas and get that little tiny 
teeny, teeny piece of connection that really I think is approval because we're starved for it. Yeah. And so there's this weird irony of connectivity happening that isn't real connectivity, that's based on the lack of connectivity. And now that we're becoming by force introverted, mm-hmm. we are finding connection. Mm. Like your client over Zoom, who's actually talking to people, yeah. having conversations. Yeah, no expensive dinners, no, no millions of drinks. You wrote a piece of writing that I'm convinced could be the New Yorker, and that would reach a lot of people. And would, they would feel connected by reading that. They would go, oh, I'm, I, yes. And they would re- it would resonate with them. So what am I seeing? I mean, I'm talking to my mom every day. She's quarantining herself in her house. I'm more connected to my close friends. You know, I, I really figured out who my close friends are. Yeah. And no offense to those who I haven't spoken to yet, but I'm, you know, call me. Um, <laughs> I'm going on runs to the grocery store for people. I'm getting to know my neighbors. We had a conversation yesterday that was actually more than two minutes. I couldn't believe it. I felt a little uncomfortable, like, oh, you're talking to me and we're actually relating. This is so strange and you live five feet from me. People in the street nod and smile. You know, I went over to uh, Byright about a week ago, thanked the guy for coming to work because I needed food. And yeah. he's like, yeah, man, how you hanging in? And I said, I'm doing great. How are you? And we kind of talked for a second and I called Camped. Yeah, to, you, you know, did. If that's our legal, they give us legal advice. And the lady's like, yeah, there's a line a mile long. And I said, okay, don't worry about it. I said, you hanging in? She said, yeah. You know, like like yeah. the operator on camp, camped, we were talking for a second, like, how yeah. are you, you all right? <laughs> yeah, amazing. <laughs> you know, I mean, and why can't we do this more often? Why can't we be like this more often? I'm talking too much. So tell no, me stories. I, I agree the with you. The more anecdotes, the better. The more details, the better. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because um, I'm still coming into work to my office in the city because I've got kids and they're really loud. Um, <laughs> <laughs> How many kids do you have? I have a one-year-old and then I have two stepkids who are seven and 10. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, so it's a wild time. So uh, luckily I can still kind of find some some shelter in place in my office. Yeah, it's interesting driving into the city. There's no traffic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's lots of parking. I'm noticing like as I'm, I'm driving into like I'm seeing everything different obviously all the restaurants are closed but I this week I really started to see homeless people because they really blend in usually with kind of the people walking on the street and you know I just I don't notice them as much and Uh I was like wow they I really touched by Uh seeing how many homeless people are on the street in San Francisco and how vulnerable they are right now Mm -hmm. yeah so that was something I noticed and like you were saying that I got out of my car and the, the construction workers are still working and right. I was making eye contact with them, like kind of in a way that we didn't say anything, but like, you know, are you okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm okay. You know, then I went in my office, which was very cold, <laughs> yeah. very quiet, nobody there, just kind of lit a little candle and sat in there in the little, you know, my little cave for a number of hours talking to people through a screen. And um, it was really yeah, by the time I left, I was like, man, I'm so grateful mm-hmm. that I get to work right now yeah. at all, Yeah, at all. Yeah, me too. And to be able to do this kind of work that feels so personally meaningful to me. And Do you feel like the connections feel strengthened between you and your patients in this time that there's more, more oh, connectivity? Oh, yeah. I've had people reach out to me like, just want to tell you how much you mean to me in my life. Right. Like for all the work that we've done together, these years that I've known you, uh-huh. don't think I'd be here without you. I'm like, whoa, right. I didn't expect anything like that you know other people concerned about this you're a small business what's gonna happen to you yeah i have patients like they're worried about me i'm like bro or not bro (laughs) (laughs) it's not don't worry about me worry about you this is your time it's almost like you're not a therapist it's person to person like how are you i'm i'm all right how are you doing what else are you seeing 
I did some couples therapy this week. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, through the screen, th- which was super interesting. I got one oh. couple on their bed. I was like, woo, this is intimate. I'm in your bedroom. <laughs> you did a couple yeah. session? I did a couple oh couple God. sessions. I I I've never done an electronic couple session. It I'm was, scared I, of it. I was totally scared. I'm going to be honest with you because I did not know how that was going to feel. They were sitting on a couch in their bedroom. It was so cool to see them there, like yeah. in their environment and be able to sort of visualize like, oh, here's where you live together. And there was something actually, I think about them being in their environment that made them really comfortable. It was beautiful. Huh. You like knocked it out of the park. Oh, yeah, well, I should. you should try. It. You should try it. For those of you listening at home, I now do couples therapy via the internet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was fun. I mean, I, I was like, wow, that, that actually worked amazingly well. That's extraordinary. Did that? I read. Have you? Did you read that article about what coronavirus is doing to your marriage? New York Times last week. So there's a lot of discussion now. I guess the divorce rate in China spiked. At, um, oh, did it? Yeah, after coronavirus. Okay. But I don't know. My theory on that is not that we're trapped inside together. I think it's this existential awareness piece about where like life is short. Yeah. Why stay in a marriage you're not happy in? And so it's almost like the marriage got sped up. Yeah. More would happen. More conversations would happen. More connectivity would happen. More understanding of who we are would happen. Yeah. Then again, I did have a guy once I worked for, this lawyer, back in my days when I was a paralegal. He said, you know, if you want to find out who someone is, go on vacation with them. Because you got to be around them (laughs) (laughs) 24-7. But then you can leave at the end. (laughs) Then you can leave, yeah. But I think people are just sort of asking themselves that question, like, what is it I want to do with my life? Am I okay with the status quo? I'm okay with how this is going on the day-to-day. Right. So we're kind of zooming out to that 30,000-foot view a little bit more. Uh Or at least there's an opportunity to do that. I don't know that everyone's doing that. Some people are hoarding toilet paper. So you're really highly the positives. You're even reframing divorce, that it's not so much that people are at each other's throats, but that they're figuring out who they are and who they're with, yeah. which is important. Yeah. And do I want to spend my days with this person doing this journey? Is that what I choose? What about people who are alone and super afraid? What could you say to them? Well, you're asking the hard questions. But... Well, someone asked Trump that question. <laughs> he didn't like it. <laughs> uh, what would I say to them? Yeah, this is a hard time for people. I think it's putting us in touch with a lot of loss. Everyone's experiencing loss on some level. I think can be really lonely, especially people that live alone, particularly cut off from in certain relationships in their life. Well, let's start with the easy one. The easy one is that if you have someone who's super outgoing and extroverted, they're forced to stay home. Do you Mm. think that they will spend their days watching Netflix and just not looking into themselves? Or do you think that by some sort of default position, they will end up kind of examining themselves a little bit more? and maybe asking themselves deeper, harder, more philosophical questions just because they're by themselves and because they don't have distractions like a bunch of parties or a bunch of activities. No, I don't think all of us are going to ask hard questions. (laughs) Yeah, probably not. (laughs) I think there's still a lot of distractions that we can find at home. Yeah. And that's okay. Some people will do that. Yeah. I think there's a possibility, there's an opportunity here, but I don't know that everyone will take it. Let's talk about that opportunity. Yeah. What opportunities do you see for people? What could one do by oneself that is good? Yeah. Besides drinking <laughs> and watching Netflix. <laughs> I know. Yeah, the dispensaries are still open. I'm sure it's they are. It's apparently considered an essential service. Of course it is. It's it's <laughs> for all the vegetarians who put pot in their salad. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's plants, folks. Um, what would you what would you recommend people do? I think journaling's a really good activity in this time. Okay. Doing some writing, mm-hmm. doing some reading, you know, those seven books on your bedside table that you never read. I have 10. Do you? Yeah. I have... The shelf broke the other day because there were so many <laughs> fucking books. It's really dusty over there. 
<laughs> yeah, like uh, maybe I should read those instead of using them as extra shelf. <laughs> <laughs> Paperweights. I- I'm seeing a lot of people doing Zoom calls or FaceTime calls, like just checking in with people. So connecting with others in a way that you haven't before. Yeah. Uh, reaching out to relatives who maybe you haven't connected with before, reaching out to old friends and putting maybe old grudges aside and saying, hey, look, let's not die here and take care of each other. I think creative stuff too okay. feels really good. Like what? Like cooking something you've always wanted to learn how to cook, painting. I had one client who was taking up doing watercolors, another who was making, actually my brother is a woodworker. He's making cutting boards. Oh, fantastic. (laughs) My sister was installing a home gym. You know, I think there's like a lot of creative things to do at home. I Uh love the idea of even like building forts or picking some flowers, putting those around your house. Sure. I don't know. Organize your shelves. What are your kids doing? (laughs) Oh, they kind of love this. They do. Yeah. First of all, the school did a good job of being like, school's important. You're still in school. You're just at home. But you know what? What? The best thing school did was that there's really no school. There's really no school. That's what they love about it. (laughs) And all learning is through play anyway. I couldn't agree more. They are playing. They're in their treehouse. They're they're reading. outside and reading. Yeah. I know. It's like 1975. I know. Holy shit. They're rolling around in the grass. In, the, in actual grass? In actual grass. Not like virtual grass. <laughs> no. But they're touching <gasps> blades of grass <laughs> yes. with their feet? They are. <gasps> I know. Shocking. Shocking. They're having a ball and they're baking stuff and they're always asking what movies we can watch tonight. They want making popcorn and, you know, they even like to do like yoga, like family yoga. What? Yeah. Meditation. They know about these things. Children doing yoga yes. and meditation? Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, this this truly is the apocalypse. I know. <laughs> They have meditation teachers in kindergarten. But you now. live in Marin. Yeah. Okay. True. So that's. <laughs> I bag on Marin a lot. It's okay. You're allowed to. <laughs> I just. I can't stand Marin County. God love you. Just come over, Ben. I've been there. I lived there for ten years. <laughs> oh. As and a, you're still bagging on it. Well, it's PTSD. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> what traumatized you? The, the the I don't know the rolling green hills the 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 coffee shops no I uh, the cyclists no what traumatized me um nothing traumatized me it, Marin is a beautiful gorgeous wonderful place to live especially and really only if you have a family as a single male it's lonely and alienating I get that and not a lot of fun and so because I was bitter about being single and alone I took it out on Marin County. Uh, That's the real reason. And I still do that because I've just decided, well, I was bitter and lonely for 10 years because I was living in Marin. It's not my fault. It's Marin County. That did it. (laughs) It's not a place for single dudes. Absolutely not. It's necessarily not this single dude. <laughs> anyway, uh, they're rolling around the grass and they have meditation teachers in, in, in kindergarten? Yeah. Huh. I know. So they even know what that is. That's a different podcast. Okay. What else are you seeing at home? We're doing art. We're having a family meeting, you know, on okay. Monday. Everyone needs to buy into the new family school schedule. And then we're all helping make dinner. <sighs> I know. Really? Yeah. Oh my God. It's cool. Everyone just likes having everyone around more. So it feels kind of playful. They forget they can't go to the park. They can't go to the park? You can't go to a park. You can go hiking. Right, right, right. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, there's too much, too much touching. And the neighbor kids, they can't play as much with the neighbor kids, you know? They miss them. Right, right, right. What else are you seeing? What am I seeing? Yeah. Well, I've told myself I'm going to start writing more. I used to write a lot. And I 
been doing podcasts instead, but now I've got so much time because I can't do jujitsu and I can't go to yoga. So I got this and I can write. I've been cleaning the living hell out of my apartment. Um, I don't know. The thing is, is I'm such a natural introvert that this to me is actually quite nice. Even though it's not nice what's happening out there in the world. It is not nice that this morning I woke up and there's 24,000 infected people in the United States. That's not nice. And 250 deaths. And that's not nice. And California is, I think California is up to about a thousand and San Francisco's at 84, I think. And, you know, infections, none of that's good. None of that is good. That is all bad. But I feel very relaxed. You know, as one patient said to me, there's no FOMO anymore. Uh, you can mm-hmm. just chill at home because nobody ain't doing shit. Yeah. <laughs> no one to compare yourself to. There's no one to compare yourself to. We're, we're all being homebodies. We're all losers now. Yeah. <laughs> so to speak. And it's okay. Just be at home and chill out. And I don't know. I feel like I'm going on a secret mission today because I'm going to not take the bus. I'm going to run up the hill, get my exercise and go to grocery shopping. So I'm going to run up the hill and like bomb into Trader Joe's and then scoot across the street and grab stuff from Target and run over the hill and go to my mom's house and splay everything down with bleach and leave it on her doorstep and run off. And I've helped my mom and I could pick up my mail from my mom because I get all my packages because she has a porch where things don't get stolen. I pick those things up and I'm going to run over the hill and come home and work on this podcast. And I feel like a secret agent. <laughs> you know uh-huh. um i'm just so used to being alone and quiet that this is in the most ironic tragic way possible a real blessing for me mm-hmm. and i feel a little weird saying that because yeah. it's not good what's happening but you know carl jung uh, had this fancy word called enantiodromia which meant when you have a preponderance of one force things tend to switch to their opposite state so america has a preponderance of extroversion and it has switched over to introversion overnight and there's going to be in any extreme state there's going to be extreme light and dark all over the place and it's going to be bouncing back and forth because like you know you're going to feel really alone but then you're going to feel really empowered then you're going to feel really lonely again then you're going to you're going to like well, how can i get a date i really want to get a date and you're going to get online and all of a sudden you're going to have five dates but they're all going to be virtual but they're all going to be deeper connection and it's going to be the opposite of what it was and it's in other words things are way out of balance and there's a lot of beautiful opportunity everywhere in every aspect of life that i don't get at all that i do not understand whatsoever um I, I don't know. My my brother actually works at the Academy of Sciences and has been doing a bang up job of sending me information, like because he gets it right from the source, you mm. know. And like just that alone, I was like, wow, I had no idea that he knew so much about stuff like that. Like the man is on point. I mean, I knew he was, you know, a super genius. I've always known that about him, but um, mm. I never really experienced it in in a way that was that I I don't know. Maybe I just wasn't listening. I don't know. But it was like it really like it came through. Like wow. And it just, I'm making new ground in areas that I just didn't ever dug before. I never like, who knew? Anyway, I don't even know what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about all the changes that I'm seeing that are good. And that's what yeah. I wanted this podcast to be about is that, is that there's light, there's light everywhere yeah. in this situation. There's a lot of dark, but there is light everywhere. And that's because the law of nature. And if you want to get spiritual, the law of God demands it. It, yeah. de- it the law of God demands, and when I say God, I don't mean like the Christian God. I mean the this, God. Yeah, I mean like <laughs> the spiritual academic yeah. God demands. The great mystery demands that there be a, a preponderance, an equal preponderance of light and an equal mm-hmm. preponderance of dark. It's just that everything is wonky right now. So, yeah. what I would tell people is be creative and be loose and be open about what you see and where you see it. I love that. I love what you said about connection too. I think it, in our culture, we're grasping for that so much. Mm-hmm. You know, I see so much suffering around trying to feel real connection. Mm -hmm. I think in times like this, I am surprised to find how available it actually
actually is. Yeah, I uh, I hardly knew you before this. I mean, we we texted, but I'm confounded by your presence. It's it's extraordinary. I had I had no clue that there was this. I had no clue. You know, I guess because when we met, I was the expert. I knew all about. Still an expert. I knew all about substance abuse, (laughs) but you're an expert in something that I simply don't have a handle on, and I'm kind of marveling at that. Like holy shit! I don't even I don't even know who you are. Who are you, Claire? Well, now you know a little. Yeah, and now <laughs> I know. I'm glad that we met. Yeah. Um, I don't know what else to cover. I kind of wanted to keep this super focused on positive. If you can think of anything else that's positive, nature is going positive. That's right. Oh, I have. Yeah. Go ahead. No, you go. No, you you. <sighs> the Earth is breathing. Yeah. Did you see this pictures of the water in Venice? Yes. Yeah. But so I had an idea. I yeah. had an idea. So the, you all have seen the picture of China with the nitrogen stuff and then without it, right? With yeah. the, the two before and after. So what if we had a way of measuring anxiety Ooh. from space? <laughs> like if you a could- heat map of A anxiety. heat map of anxiety. Like I wonder if it would actually would be heightened right now or if it would be reduced. Because like when I'm going to the park, I understand that it's a certain select few types of people, personalities are, are getting outdoors, but those people look really, really happy. Like if you walk around, yeah. they're smiling, they're glowing. The dogs are really happy. The dog it's a good time to be a dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna get walked five times a day. Yeah. <laughs> They're getting so many snuggles. They're getting lots of snuggles and just a little information piece, you know, you can't get coronavirus by petting a dog. You're gonna be fine. <laughs> anyway, nature is happy. Uh, I'm growing plants on my back porch. Mm-hmm. So are my neighbors. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the, how we communed briefly yesterday. I was amazed. They're lovely people, my neighbors. In case you're listening, neighbors, I think you are phenomenal neighbors. And I'm. I would. I would pay to live above you. In fact, I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, yeah. I, re- I wonder how the world is going to shift after all this. I wonder if we're going to be more environmentally conscious and if we're going to be more introverted and if we're going to be more connected or if it's all going to go back to the way it was. What do you think? I sadly think it will quickly return to how it was. No. I hope that parts of it stay. Oh, man. What do you think is going to stay? Well, I think we can make some changes in the way we do things now. And like I said I, in that piece I wrote, I'm taking an axe to my calendar. That's going to stay. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think there's ways that I can't wait till when this is over. Man, I'm going to throw a big party. I'm going to like really hug my friends. Uh-huh. <laughs> I can't wait to really hug them. Yeah. I'm going to go listen to some music, some live music. I don't know. I just hope that like the, the depth of which we can absorb life stays. Yeah. Me too, man. You think we're done? Right think? now? Do you think this is it? We, we covered everything? Yeah. Feels yeah. good. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Feels yeah. complete. This is we short. don't want to overdo people. Let's not overdo people. Yeah. Well, listen. You're funny, man. I like your. I uh, thank you. I like your funny jokes. Yeah, not just my funny face. <laughs> <laughs> I have a face for podcasts. <laughs> a voice for a voice a face for radio. A face for radio. A face for face for podcast. I feel like I don't mean to blow smoke. I kind of enjoy blowing smoke, but I do feel like I've kind of met my podcast equal today. I think you would be fantastic at this and i encourage you to think about doing something like this because you have a great voice and a great mind and a really big heart so just saying oh thanks ben i appreciate you inviting me to chat today well all right so thank you so much and let's do one in the future we shall all right thank you for listening pertinent information stemming from this podcast will appear in the program notes should you have any questions or would like to be a guest on my show you may contact me at benjaminrusick at gmail.com That's B-E-N-J-A-M-I-N-R-U-S-S-A-C-K at gmail.com or go to my website at benjaminrusick.com. 
I encourage you to subscribe, share, and all the rest. Thanks again. And today, a special sign-off, and a simple one. Don't succumb to the fear. Today, fill yourself up with light. It is everywhere you look.